Welcome back to the Everlasting Rock podcast and to our series, What is a Church? My name is Daniel Ferringer, and thanks again for joining us. In our first episode, we discussed the question of what is a church. We talked about the scriptural word, ecclesia. We talked about the idea of the called out ones. We discussed the blueprint of the church, that we're not looking at copies of copies, but we're actually looking at the original blueprint for what is the church to be and to do. We discussed the beginning of the church in the book of Acts, the foundation of the church, and why the church needs a proper foundation. In this episode, we're going to continue the conversation that I had with my pastor, Pastor Matt Harmon of Montrose Bible Church. In this episode, we're going to discuss what is the purpose of the church. We're going to lay out three purposes of the church. And often, those three purposes will get mixed up. And when they get mixed up, the church drifts from what it is called to be and to do. So grab your Bibles and listen intently, because here we go for episode two of What is a Church? So so what is the church's purpose? Yeah, again, another key question. Whatever you aim for, you you, you tend to uh, elevate in importance and you tend to design your function around. So to understand the the purpose of the church, um, think about it this way. If you asked 100 churchgoers the purpose of the church, what kind of answers would they give? My, my gut tells me you would get lots of different answers, mm-hmm. uh, some that hinted on truth and, and others perhaps that are misguided. So, again, a return to Scripture to say, what is, what is said of this set-apart body of believers? What is said of those who have a relationship with, with Christ, who are brought into relationship to one another, what should be their pursuit? And I think, to me, there's a threefold purpose of the church. Uh, I think you could parse it out perhaps a, a little differently, uh, but to me, it's it's threefold. Uh, one, the exaltation of God, first and foremost. If you could only pick one, I think that would be it. It is the exaltation of God, seeing God in His rightful place, high and lifted up with all the honor and glory that he is due. If the church is pursuing any other purpose than that, and that gets lost, then we have really veered from from our true meaning, from the definition of the church. We have to question even whether we we, we fit that definition any longer. So uh, by far, chief of all of them, the purpose of the church, the exaltation of God. We see that in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, uh, where it talked about this new body. Uh, it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Again, that idea of holiness. A people for God's own possession. So that, it, why have you been called into this relationship with mm-hmm. the Father through Jesus Christ? To what end? 
are we to be a holy nation and a royal priesthood? Why were we chosen and elected from the foundations of the world? So that, second part of verse 9, you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That so that, right in the middle of verse 9, tells us what the purpose is. It is not for my own personal benefit, though I will benefit from being part of a local assembly. It is not for my profit. It is not so that my name will be in lights. It is not even to take up some of these good but somewhat tangential causes, which we see kind of rising in popularity in the modern culture. These things all may be good pursuits, but they're not the pursuit. Mm -hmm. If you were chosen, you were chosen for this reason. If you are growing in holiness by way of the Holy Spirit, it is for this reason. If God has taken possession of you and called you his own, it is for this reason, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. By far, over and away, the predominant purpose. There are there are two that are subservient to this, and I think we'll we'll talk to those in just a second. But we want to make sure we pause yep. here because this is this is the chief end uh, for man and for men together in relationship as the church to proclaim the excellencies of the one true and living God. Yeah. yeah the exaltation of, of God. And it, it's, it's funny because like we were just talking about this idea of, of salvation in Ephesians 2. Uh, and that, now we see this, Again, basically, but you are a chosen family that that God, by His His mercy and grace, established who would be His own. And so, God established that, and as a result of that, we get to proclaim the excellencies of Him. We get to exalt Christ. We get we get to talk about how he has pulled us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And it's only by his, his grace and mercy that he has lavished on us. And so the exaltation of God must be first and foremost in our hearts and minds as the, the church's purpose. Because we must glorify God. We just talked about Christ being the cornerstone. He's part of the Godhead. So we must exalt God. We must obey his commands. We must walk according to his commands and and conduct ourselves in the body of Christ according to his commands because that is just another way of of exalting God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's first and foremost, as we've said, uh, must be the very central focus of the church and its efforts. And we begin, 
in, in including as we as we move through these other uh, purposes, we begin to to make that a filter for the church's ministries, the church's philosophies, the church's functions. Everything we do ought to be designed around achieving this purpose in whatever way possible for us, as Scripture says. Uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit, not because we can do this ourselves. The man of the flesh cannot please God in any way or give him that kind of glory. So we're trusting the Holy Spirit is at work moving among us to accomplish this this goal. So we start to organize around this purpose. We start to filter around this purpose, the exaltation of God. From there, we have two others. Like I said, we have a threefold purpose of the church. Far and away, the most important, the exaltation of God. But that purpose is served also by these other two, the edification of the saints and the evangelization of the world. The edification of the saints and the evangelization of the world, the two other purposes of the church. Talk about the edification of the saints, I think most clearly perhaps in Scripture, we have the example in Ephesians chapter Four, where Paul spells out some of the different roles that God gave to the church and for what purpose they have been given. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets. Again, those foundational elements of the church. Some as apostles and some as prophets some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Why? Was this an arbitrary act? Mm -hmm. What was this intended to accomplish? Well, verse 12 tells us, that was for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So there are giftings that are given to the church. We think of some of the things mentioned. Again, apostles and prophets are the foundation we just read about. But then some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers, those who take the baton from the apostles and prophets, carry on their work of right proclamation of God's word. And all of that has been designed in the church so that saints will be rightly equipped for the work of service, that the body of Christ will be built up, and that people will reach maturity in the faith. And this is that transition that has to happen in the church. It's not, it's not wrong to feed milk to those who need milk but a diet that is consistently for the immature, consistently milk-based, and never growing beyond that to some meat of maturity is is failing to see this purpose fulfilled. So we need to see people challenged, again, Mm -hmm. by the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to dismiss that in any way. It is the work of the Spirit to do this. But our aim... Our purpose, as we seek to exalt the living God, one of the ways we do that is to see the body and those individuals in it 
raised up to maturity, being equipped to go serve the Lord even outside the walls of the church, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, we we see this idea again of of God's mercy and grace that He that He gave some as evangelists, some as pastors and, and teachers, and, and we see this idea of of God giving some something that we don't earn or deserve or anything, but the Lord gives gifts for the building up of the body of Christ. We see that building component again, that the building up, that that the growing into the body of Christ is like we want to pursue unity of the faith and the full knowledge of the Son of God, verse 13. And it's hard to do that if we're not if we're not being immersed in his word, if we're not being dependent on his word and really feasting on his word and, and receiving sound teaching, all this stuff, it's not really going to to happen. And if we feed on milk for so long, we're, we're only going to gonna grow so much. Um, but, but we have to continually grow, continually be built up in the body of Christ, from, from teachers, pastors, from one another, building up, seeking to, to know who Christ is more and more and more. Absolutely. And here's what happens. You just sp- spoke of if we're not accomplishing this, what happens? Well, verse 14 begins to tell us. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed Mm -hmm. here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness Mm -hmm. in deceitful scheming. That's what happens where maturity is not pursued, where saints are not built up by the proclamation of God's word through pastors and teachers rightly. Where that's not happening, we have trickery that will deceive us. We're tossed back and forth by every fad, and Christianity is not unlike any other secular platform. It has fads. It has waves and winds that that Mm -hmm. rise up all of a sudden, and people kind of jump to it and run to it because they're not mature in the faith. And so our goal, again, purpose of the church, one of the goals that we have is to see people raised up to a maturity so that they will have the knowledge necessary to refute these heresies that arise, that they can put down an anchor, and that they will not have to be tossed back and forth by craftiness and deceitful scheming. They'll be able to discern truth from error, right from wrong, godly from ungodly. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, they will choose to pursue Mm -hmm. godliness once they can properly see it. It goes right back to a good foundation. Again, we see it again. If if you're not you're not built on on Christ and and Scripture, you're gonna be you're gonna be tossed here and there by everything, every wind of doctrine. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go every wind of doctrine if, if you're not built up and, and I know there's been times in my life where it's like I felt that where it's like whoa and now I'm just like I need to get back back into his word because when you when you have that foundation and you know the Lord when when you're immersed in his word you're gonna be able to, to see through the doctrine you're gonna be able to 
you're going to be able to to test it and see if it is actually true or if it's not true if it, if it goes against scripture or if it is in line with scripture and and as as once we have that that good foundation we'll be able to discern right from wrong we'll we'll be able to to test the things that that we hear from men who will be crafty and and how they how they word things and the things they do they will they will trick and, and be be crafty and so so we have to we have to have that that foundation again we, we see this idea again of a, a foundation we have we don't have foundations in our lives or or in anything really and that's why everything is just chaos our lives are chaos churches are in chaos because they have not built themselves on the lord jesus christ it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And so the need to return to that continually, test these things with Scripture. Uh, and that's, again, another thing we'll be more and more able to do as we're built up and as we are uh, edified, uh, as we are brought into that place of maturity through the preaching continually of God's Word and our uh, the knowledge that is brought to us through the local church. Uh, so lastly, we had we have the evangelization of the world. So again, the purpose of the church was the question, first and foremost, the exaltation of God, subservient to that, but also extremely important, the edification of the saints and the evangelization of the world. You think most notably Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus gave a commission to his disciples, what did he tell them to do? After recognizing his own authority in verse 18, he says in verse 19, Go, or as you are going, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now this is a charge, no doubt, to evangelism, but Mm -hmm. evangelism of what sort? I think we have mischaracterized mm-hmm. this, and I know that's not the subject of the podcast today, but just yeah. to mention it briefly, evangelization has become who can get people to raise their hand in a large group gathering? Who can have people respond by getting them to repeat a rote prayer mm-hmm. at the end of some message? Uh, that's not the evangelism that Christ ever talked about or ever commissioned or ever mandated. If we look closely here, it's talking about the making of disciples. What kind of disciples? Well, ideally the mature type that we just read about, those who are in the local assembly who are being raised to maturity. So disciples that are growing themselves in maturity. And then verse 20, those who are being taught to observe the commands of Scripture. Walking more and more in holiness. Again, we see these themes continually running throughout our study today. This call to holiness, teaching them to observe and obey what the Lord has commanded. Because that is, again, that evidence that we've built right. So the exaltation of God, the edification of the saints, and the right evangelization of the world, things that we can pursue Mm -hmm. through worship, through 
preaching and teaching and through mm -hmm. the mobilization of the saints to yeah. go and make disciples themselves. Yeah, that is. It's just beautiful. I mean, Matthew 28 is, is such a couple of verses that are, we're very familiar with um, making disciples of all nations. Uh, but there was there was one word that that really stuck out as as you read that teaching them to keep all that I command you. We're not as we as we disciple and share the gospel with others, share about what Christ has done. That we are that we are dead in sin, under God's wrath and condemnation. Talking about Christ, what what He did, what He accomplished. We have to teach people all that Christ commanded, all that, that Scripture mentions. We have to teach. We can't we can't sugarcoat it. We can't can't be trickery with the word. We just we just read that about people that are trying to be trickery in how in in uh, in their teaching and they're and they're basically just twisting and, and turning the the word in, into many things to, to say many things and so we can't just sugarcoat scripture and 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 cut pieces out of it that that we want to avoid when when we're discipling we we must preach all that that Christ commanded all of what scripture commands we must teach however hard that may be we must teach it that is a that is a command and I think that's what but also is a, another little distinguishing mark of, of evangelization is, are they preaching all of Scripture? Because in many ways you can get people, I mean, you can get people to, to raise a hand and do all this and that so easily. But when you teach all of what Scripture commands, the results are not going to be as easy as putting up a putting up a hand or, or doing all this and that. And so in our evangelization, we must teach all that scripture commands. And I, I think that's a necessary component there is as we evangelize, are we teaching all that he commands? Because you can evangelize in in many ways, but they may not be faithful to scripture whatsoever. And so we must teach all of scripture as we go out and make disciples. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I put the qualifier there, the right mm -hmm. evangelization yep. of the world. It's not a call to make temporary converts yep. uh, or to improve the statistics mm -hmm. in your preaching yep. resume. Uh, it is to see people grow into maturity, mm -hmm. teaching them yep. the whole counsel yep. of God's word, and look for for most it's going to be a stumbling block mm -hmm. a rock of offense yeah. uh but through the power of the holy spirit some mm -hmm. that you evangelize may respond in faith yep. begin a lifelong pursuit of the lord god and mm -hmm. a walk of holiness that was impossible for them yeah. in the days prior and if that happens among one or two it is well worth any effort uh, that we might give to it 
So again, the, the purpose of the church, again, really is helpful to think through this and return to this. Again, yeah. that idea of original blueprint. Yeah. What was the church designed to do yeah. in the first place? We should be after those very same things. And they are, again, yeah. the exaltation of God, the edification of the saints, and the evangelization of This has been episode two of What is a Church? Join us next time as we continue our conversation with Pastor Matt Harmon exploring the question of what is a church. To hear more of our podcast episodes and to check out more of our resources, visit everlastingrock.net. That's everlastingrock.net.